brilliant. Well, well that's that out of the way. Now we just have to do a sodding podcast. Okay. Wait a minute. I need to... There we go. Please, <laughs> We're good now. Please, for God's sake, don't put that as the preamble. Are you going to bark all day? This is a tasty burger. I am just a figment of your imagination. Here's Johnny. You are a sad, strange little man. These guys will let it. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Popcorn Bucket Podcast with Ben and Rob. This is a regular look at the wonderful world of films, film franchises and film nonsense. This week is a pick and mix episode for May 2021 in which we'll look at film news, trailers and opinions. Benji, what have you found in the satchel of film this month? Oh, in the satchel of film? I wasn't prepared. I was looking in the bucket of film. Uh, Maybe we're looking in the wrong place. Yeah, so, I mean, you caught me on the back foot here. Oh, actually, I'll start with a correction oh. from last month. Okay. Last month, I thought it would be amusing to pose Ben with a question that uh, that I had quite a good answer for, but Ben was utterly unprepared for. Mm. Uh, my question was, if, well, as you remember, Ben, if you had ever... Uh, Which Ninja Turtle would I fuck? And it was Donatello. Okay. Um if there was a song, you know, a piece of music from a film that you really liked that you'd never actually seen the film to. And I gave the example of the end to the film, Calm With Horses. And we had a long conversation about how much I liked the song. And then afterwards, I realized I was talking about a totally different film with a totally different piece of music. <laughs> um, so we pulled it from the episode. Although that, I think in the, I think that was why you then went on to refer to a company that was using, uh, going back and editing like past films putting adverts in as flapjack buttons because it was relating to that music yeah the the dude who did the thing um uh, was in a band called fuck buttons flapjack buttons sorry oh, sorry flapjack buttons um it was fuck buttons and anyway so the, the actual song i meant was outro by james pickering for county lines which is an absolutely fantastic piece of music yeah and i've got an answer for you this time a piece of music that you uh, from a film you've not seen that you really like, oh, not one, that, not one that I ha- I haven't seen now. But I've certainly I've certainly listened to certain pieces of music before I've seen the film. Okay, because I used to do that quite a bit with James Bond, with the with the title track. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And and then the final, you know, like to hear it, uh, to maybe see the music video or whatever, to hear it, and then to like see it with all the uh, visuals on the title, that was like the final part of it. It was kind of cool. So you listen to it, you imagine what the kind of intro is going to be like, and then then you see it in the cinema. Well, I suppose if you had not seen Quantum of Solace and had only listened to the song from Quantum of Solace, um, was it Another Way to Die? Yes. By Jack White and Alicia Keys? That was better than absolutely anything in the film. Yeah. The the coke out of it was better than anything in the film. This is topical. that's because it... That's because it was it was twenty seconds long. <laughs> down, 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 down. Yeah, this is really topical. I mean, Quantum of Solace. I mean, everyone's talking about Quantum of Solace. It's the most beloved of all the Daniel Craig James Bond movies. And I've kind of I've kind of done the same with No Time to Die because I've heard Billie Eilish's track a lot, but obviously I haven't seen how they they put it to the titles yet. So. There's something, and also there was one time where I was actually uh, spoiled by the soundtrack album, Phantom Menace. Yes, Phantom Menace. Many people were. Yeah, Qui Gon's noble end. Thanks, John Williams. 
I mean, genuinely, thanks, John Williams, for all the genius work you've done. But also, especially, that especially one. on that soundtrack, which does yeah. have one of the best pieces of Star Wars music in it. It does, but Qui Gon's Noble End—you couldn't have disguised that a little better. There's that, and also, I think I heard the entirety of the Greatest Showman soundtrack multiple times before I actually saw the movie. So, so yeah, so that 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 was my answer. But nothing that I've heard and then haven't seen okay. yet. I mean, are you are you going to watch Cancel Lines, or do you kind of I want to keep know. it as a special thing now? I I, I don't know because I I, do, I think it's, it's an eight minute piece of music. It starts off as like one one violin, I think, and builds this massive orchestral piece. It's got like this driving rhythm behind it. It's an absolutely stunning uh, piece of music. I don't know. It, in some ways, it doesn't really make me want to see the film. I just think it's a brilliant piece of music. <laughs> I don't know what the film's about. Lines in the country, clearly. Counting. I mean. County, yeah, county. So, slight border disputes. That could be uh, an in- interesting game. N- not necessarily fun. Trying to guess the plot of films based on the title. <laughs> not necessarily fun. <laughs> when someone says that could be an interesting game, not necessarily fun though. I'm more likely to give it a miss. We could we could try. We'll come up with some because I always I always found that the uh, the title of Law Abiding Citizen. I know it's meant to be like ironic, but I was just like, "Well, what's the point in that? I want to see him fuck shit up. It's I don't probably want to about, see him following rules." It's probably about uh, drug gangs, county lines, or it could be someone reassessing, uh, as you say, geographical boundaries. Yeah, they're just they're just they're just looking at a map and working out zoning kind of things. Maybe catchment areas for schools. Maybe. So you know, we'll never know, or we could know. Wikipedia's right there, but I'm not going to look at it. Another correction for last month: uh, Paddington Two is no longer hundred percent rated on why, your favorite why website. Why did you have to do that? I was going to say breaking Paddington Two news. It's no longer the greatest movie ever. It's not a correction. Things have changed. An update then? <laughs> yes, yes. Paddington Two is now at a measly ninety nine percent on Which Rotten Tomatoes. It's, it's only as good as Citizen Kane now. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think my point was, like, doesn't that show how kind of fallible the Rotten Tomatoes system is? Because it's like they dug that up from 2017, I think. That was the the review that sort of brought the rating down. So where's the cutoff period? Is it just the ones at the time? Because it doesn't seem to be. I don't know. I, I don't know how it works. I, I generally don't have an opinion on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, you should get one, because we are an anti-Rotten Tomatoes podcast. Just say fuck Rotten Tomatoes, it'll make you feel better. No. Fine, okay. That's fine, that's fine. Rob says fuck Rotten Tomatoes. No, he doesn't. You're getting swearier as these podcasts go on. The, well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm being more myself. <laughs> that's the sad truth of it. Well, we've 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 hit a lot of, of fuck buttons <laughs> at the start. You know, you brought that up. I know who's a well. It's yeah, yeah. Paddington Two update. No longer the greatest movie ever. My world no longer makes sense. Rob, Benji, we've got some trailers, mate. We have quite a few actually. A lot released in this month. I think it's because it's the sort of lockdown is starting to ease places, so it's just like, hey, films, well, remember them? Well, cinemas are starting to open. Yes, I haven't been yet. I, I will do very soon. So yeah, it's like, oh, films, the joy of cinema. Remember that? Well, I guess starting with that then is Marvel, at the beginning of the month, released that uh, 
the Love of Cinema trailer, which had clips from most of the 22 films in the in the MCU, and then ended with the title, the upcoming films, and a couple of title changes. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice, actually. These things from massive studios do often come across as cynical, but maybe it's just my love of Marvel. But um, it, it actually it actually kind of... I was like, yeah, going to the films is good. Well, what was quite nice was they showed all these cinematic moments, and then they had uh, the portals bit from Endgame and the yeah. Avengers Assemble line. But mm-hmm. they had that. They showed that filmed in a cinema in reaction on the opening night, which was quite nice. So yeah. rather than just being about the films, it was actually about the experience of going. To the yeah, cinema. well, there are a couple of um, a couple of videos that I'd seen beforehand. I think it was the same video, but they showed uh, spoilers for Endgame. By the way, let's just get that right out of the way because because this is a kind of cool moment though, that if you haven't seen Endgame yet, I wouldn't want to spoil. But when uh, Cap picks up Mjolnir. The crowd went insane, like just just the way that the way that it's paced. You know, there was there was kind of anticipation, and then as as he picked it up, and then you have you know it hitting Thanos coming back and Cap catching it. Yeah, the roof came unglued. I mean, I'd have hated to be there. Don't get me wrong. I believe, but I believe that was like a fan screening. Or whatever, but you know, because yeah. I try, I try and avoid loud audiences, uh, especially if they're all doing that. But you know, as a fan screening and whatever, you know, the, the kind of rules don't apply there. And uh, yeah, it's it's truly special. And yeah, and as you said, it, it it brings it back to fans, you know, kind of enjoying it, which is great. So so yeah, and speaking of Marvel, Eternals. Yes, Eternals trailer, which, I mean, I haven't quite made up my mind. I, know, I mean, it's a teaser, so you know, yeah, it, it doesn't give too much away. No, I, I, I don't know much about the Eternals at all, but it, it, it looks interesting. I mean, it's got a great cast. Funnily enough, actually, it reminds me a lot of kind of the sort of DC movies in the way that it's kind of gods coming to Earth and sorting things out. DC tend to deal with sort of gods and kind of better humans and, and things like that it looks interesting i mean i it it didn't give much away so it's hard to get excited for it no it seems to be uh, sort of a group of ancient gods who've been living in earth for well, millennia but haven't really intervened until now what, yeah i mean the trailer itself is quite i guess solemn but then there is like a post not credit sting there's a sort of like a, a, a post teaser sting where it just shows there will be some humor in it yeah, and and there will be. Marvel are not going to stray too far from the formula no. as as a thing. I think this is probably going to be slightly more ponderous because of the the sort of director and the kind of thing they're going for. It's but, uh, Chloe Zhao, uh, isn't it? Yes, yes, the Oscar winning. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, some people were kind of a bit confused by it, a bit kind of like, oh, yeah. There's not much to get excited about. Whereas, yeah, Shang Chi is is like there are people getting punched in the face. There, there's that double split kick. There's all those things to get excited for. With this one, it it does seem a lot more sort of ponderous. So, we'll see. Well, so we'll you've got to feel sorry for ancient civilizations. It's it's, it's quite <laughs> often theorized that they didn't come up with all this stuff themselves. You know, we in the modern bit age, we can come up with stuff ourselves. But those guys back then, they need some alien gods. Yeah, it was aliens. It, yeah. it was you know. That's it. Pyramids? No. Nah, aliens. Stonehenge? 
yeah, aliens. Yeah, yeah we've got to admit that we are we are sort of uh, dragging their names through the mud, really, aren't we? Hmm. Yeah, historical mud. Historical mud. Um, no, that's a good point, Rob. Feel sorry for ancient civilizations, uh, and also, you know, the kind of death <laughs> and illnesses and everything. I feel sorry for them for that as well. Oh. But they accomplish great things, also brutal things. Thanks, Ollivander. Um, another trailer I enjoyed was uh, The Green Knight, starring Dev Patel, directed by David Lowry, also starring Sheen Har- uh, she- she- Sean Harris from uh, Mission Impossible, mm. the, be- the better ones, Joel Egerton, Alicia Vikander, and Aaron Kellerman. Yeah. Um, which, I don't know if you've... Well, it's based on the um, the Arthurian legend from late 14th century, uh, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, in which... No, I, um, I, I'm not familiar with it. Okay. Um, a a sort of a mysterious figure goes to, or a green knight goes to a feast at the round table and encourages someone to, or says that he will take a blow from uh, from any knight there as long as he can return the blow in a year. So, so Gawain chops his head off. This is all shown in the trailer. Mm. And then the, uh, the, the knight picks up his head, which carries on talking and says, I'll see you in a year. I think it's a year and a day. And then it's about, it's about the, uh, the adventure. Yeah, it looks it looks really weird and really cool. It's an alliterative poem. Oh, okay. So, well, maybe I shouldn't read that then. Spoilers. Well, I mean, well, I mean it did come out in the 14th century, so yeah, I suppose I know, but... the statute of limitations. Um, I think the poem tends to like say that there's like a lot of adventures happening off screen, which I think from the trailer seem to happen. I think there's quite a lot of license for. I guess other influences. Yeah, I think they've probably got a framework there, and so now they can just sort of kind of make up the connective tissue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it looks really cool. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know them. Well, they announced in uh, 2018, but I, I, so that passed me by. But it does look really good because I have read the poem, but I can't really remember much about it. Well, we see that's the thing because we we have had a podcast uh, before, which is this is me talking about an unaired podcast, Rob, for a change. But uh, Slumdog Millionaire, and we talked about how much we like Dev Patel. Yes. So, uh, and we we both do. We so, do. So, and yeah, and as you said, that's a great cast. So, fingers crossed that it's uh, as weird and wonderful as it looks. We've also got Last Night in Soho. Did you check out that trailer? I did. Uh, the new film from Edgar Wright. He didn't mention yeah. the uh, Connetta trilogy. He just said from the director of Baby Driver. Well, I think he's sort of getting not away from that he's not distancing because he's ashamed or anything i think it's just that sort of stylish type film i think is, yeah. is going to go into that but it looks weird and looks i'm quite, certainly i'm certainly down for like a more of a horror film yeah i was gonna say it looks quite it looks quite creepy it looks yeah. like there's two timelines i think modern london and 1960s london yeah how good is that that soho theater look with the thunderball thing i mean yeah i mean they still have it now but obviously not not showing Thunderball, but yeah, no, it, it looks really, really cool. And, um, oh, Edgar Wright is just, he's just brilliant. Uh, I'm always interested in what he's got to do. So, uh, so yeah, that it's a, that's, that's a ticket sale right there. Uh, based on his name alone, really, but, uh, it happens to look really interesting and, uh, and rather unique as well. So that's good. We got, I'd say what we've got a regular 
part of the podcast now, Rob. I can hear that you're scared already. Um, Spider-Man news. I'll put in the proper thwip sound effect. So we got a trailer for Venom, Let There Be Carnage, which doesn't look good. Okay, I've not seen the first film. I do really like Tom Hardy. And this new one is directed by Andy Serkis, isn't it? No, yeah. it's not. Is it? Yes, it is. Andy Serkis? Oh. Yeah, I mean, it... Oh, and Stephen Graham's in this, isn't he? And is he in the new one? Uh, stop asking me questions I don't know. I'm going to come across as an idiot. Well, I've not seen the trailer. <laughs> I can't remember whether he's in the trailer or not. Yeah, I've not seen the first film. Uh, it, it's it's all right. Not great. I mean, I I I kind of... There's something about it that I, that I like. Uh, it's it's good when it's doing the sort of kind of weird odd couple type thing with uh, Eddie Brock and Venom, but the rest of it's rubbish. Um, and now they've got Woody Harrelson, who's playing Carnage. So in the first one, he was fighting a symbiote. In this one, he's fighting a symbiote. So you can see there's a real upping of the stakes there. Okay. They were always going to do a Carnage movie because Carnage is the more violent version of Venom. And yeah, I it doesn't look good to me. And in other disappointing Spider-Man news, they've got Aaron Taylor-Johnson and cast him as Craven the Hunter in a solo Sony movie. Why is that disappointing? Because I think they're going to they're going to have to do some serious work. I love Craven the Hunter as a villain, but it's another villain piece. They couldn't even really get Venom right without Spider-Man as a thing. These characters kind of fall by the wayside. There was a uh, studio guy the other day from Sony. I mean, how reliable it is was saying that they're going to move Tom Holland into Sony, probably following uh, the the, the Spider-Man, whatever the new one's called. No Way Home. No Way Home, okay. Yeah, well, it does. It, it seems like No Way Home, if rumours are to be believed, they're bringing everyone back for like, all the villains, including Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin, which would be insane if that's true. I mean, they've already got Alfred Molina as Doc Ock and Jamie Foxx as Electro. Yeah. So, you know, they're going to have uh, Sinister Six there, and I think Sony are sort of building their own Sinister Six. They tried to do it with uh, the Amazing Spider-Man movies, but uh, they tried to sort of run before they could walk and um, soldered it all up. So now I think they're trying solo movies. So Venom, Morbius, which still looks toilet, and now Craven the Hunter. So we'll see. I mean, I like I like Craven a lot, and I think Aaron Taylor Johnson, he's an all right pick for it. But yeah, I mean, maybe they're just doing these solo ones and then they'll have the big team up thing when Tom Holland gets because he seems to be kind of really tied to Sony now with the Uncharted yeah. stuff as well. Oh Yeah, that's true. So oh, we've got a still from Uncharted with Sully without a moustache. There, there have been photos of him rocking a moustache, but I understand kind of going your own way with the characters, but if you're not even going to try, it does feel a little bit self-defeating, doesn't it? I mean, Vic Sullivan is more than a man with a moustache, but it's kind of part of his... He has a cigar as well. <laughs> yeah, but it's part of his look, though, right? Yeah. I don't know. So, uh, so yeah, so that happened. So, Spider-Man news out. I'm not going to make that a regular thing. That's not something I'm going to try and 
keep doing. But you know. Well, I'm not sure you've explained that you really do like Spider-Man, don't you? You are a massive Spider-Man. I'm a Spider fan. Spider yeah. fan. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I Spider-Man probably my favorite fictional character ever, and people kind of look at me a bit weird when I say that. Not the only reason they look at you a bit weird. <laughs> but I've noticed they look at me especially weird after I say that. After I say that, I really... Yeah, I'm a huge, huge Spider-Man fan. And uh, have been for a long time. And um, and that is exactly why you don't like Venom, Morbius, or any of the uh, well, Spider-Man films. Or any of the, proje- the thing. Uh, pro- future Spider-Man films. You, you, get into, you get into this kind of thing where you're kind of... You're almost too close to the whole thing. And then you have certain expectations for these things. I mean, you know, his Dark Materials for you... As a thing, if they if they were royally screwing that up, wouldn't you be kind of hurt? Uh, I probably wouldn't have watched it, the series, because as we've, I think that was a that might have actually been an aired pilot. I can't remember, um, but I never watched the film. Yeah, you never watched Golden Compass. No. Yeah, well, the the argument is you don't have to watch it. That's true. But I I kind of do. I kind of do. I kind of feel like I have to. And then I get annoyed by it. And I'm I'm a masochist, clearly. But that's that's what I do. And I think fans in general tend to be more unhappy with the direction of stuff than more casual people. The casual people don't care. They've got other stuff going on. Whereas sort of obsessives are kind of just like, well, this wasn't like that. And I'd be fine with sort of interpretations of certain things you know you get you get that all the time in comic books is you know every time a new artist or a new writer is brought on you get their take on the character but it's often with these with these kind of uh deals is that they show no respect to the character whatsoever and they just just kind of shovel in a load of bullshit that they thought would work and it 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 rarely does there does seem to be the move towards uh prequels or sort of character backstories to things you don't necessarily need such as timothy chalamet's willy wonka yeah yeah not... prequel to willy wonka and chocolate factory i'm not sure they're saying charlie than chocolate factory it's almost a prequel to the gene wilder character yeah the yeah the gene wilder one is willy wonka and the chocolate factory isn't it yes whereas the the, the tim burton uh... is jack sparrow and the uh and the yeah. chocolate factory yeah as well yeah i'm i'm not i'm not digging these kind of needless prequel type things obviously what cruella out at the yeah. moment well the reviews of that have been pretty positive but i, it, I don't know it's like um well the, you know the dark knight the joker do you want to know how i got these scars and it's no because it's more interesting when you know not everybody not everyone needs a backstory like the, you didn't need solo han solo is more interesting before they try and explain every little bit about where he got the gun and where he got his jacket it's like i know we talked uh pirates caribbean to death but in the last film, which if you want to hear Ben's rant on it, listen to the previous episode. But there's a there's a scene where you show exactly how Jack Sparrow ended up with his clothes. And it's just a bit, you don't need it because these characters are more interesting when they just appear fully formed. Well, I think, and I think, funnily enough, I think that's my problem with these solo movies like Venom and Morbius and things like that. Because it'd be cool if they just kind of plop ready formed into, the, into a Spider-Man movie. Hmm rather than spending that kind of time. So, you know, it's kind so it's of not that. To, it's not to say don't show motivation. I mean, Thanos worked well because you saw his motivation. You didn't necessarily see the entire an entire film setting him up as to, you know, why he was purple and where he chose his uniform and why his ship was that colour. Mm. Although I would have been interested to see why he was purple. Explosion of the chemical plant. 
Too many blackberries. Yeah. Kind of got addicted to Ribena. Let's get a Ribena sponsorship. That'd be great. Ribena. It's the it's oh it's the solution for a hot summer's day such as today. Rob, fucking, <laughs> you really, you, it's not just dead air with you, it's freshly murdered air. You just let it hang. I just think I'd like you to have enough space, enough space to really think about what you said. So, Joker 2 is happening. Now, I didn't hate it as much as you did. I don't think I hate it as much as I did. I just don't think I enjoyed it, but I think because... It... <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know what that sentence means. <laughs> At the time, I didn't enjoy that. I didn't enjoy the film watching it. I didn't. I thought it was a well, a very well directed film. I thought it looked good. The music was amazing, and uh, Joaquin Phoenix's performance is fantastic. It's not. It, it wasn't as good as Heath Ledger, but I think that would be very hard to beat. Um, I didn't. I think it's one of those things that you know, like when everyone says this film is brilliant, and then you watch it, and it isn't as good as people say. I think it might be because afterwards, people were saying oh, it was amazing. It's the best film ever. Isn't he fantastic? It's the best comic film ever. It's like it's, it's not. It's not. And I think the more people say they enjoy it, I think it makes me kind of dislike it. And oh yeah, well was, that's the contrarian on all of us. It was quite a. Uh, at the time we were watching, it, it was quite a, like a nasty film. I, I didn't like it. Didn't really have any desire to see a sequel or the film again. No. Well, I've I've seen Joker a couple of times. Why now? I don't. I don't hate it, but I certainly think it's got massive flaws. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm not talking about Phoenix's performance. That no, really no, it's is a good performance. Special. I mean, Zazie Beetz is good in it, not as good as she is in Deadpool 2. Yeah, but, but you know, they, they do have some talented a, people in there. But it's it, just it, a I nasty, know. nasty film. Yeah. Well, this is the thing Joker 2. I mean, I don't know whether kind of go, he's become the Joker now. So, I mean, is he just going to do small, more small crimes until he gets a. a I don't. I don't know where they're going to go with it. Um, I thought we said all we needed to say with Joker. So, but you know, it made a billion dollars at the box office. So, you know, a sequel was going to happen. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to build up Quacking Phoenix's Joker to go against Robert Pattinson's Batman. Probably not. But who knows? I did see a, a funny tweet from Chris Hewitt of Empire saying that he'd be interested to see which Scorsese film Todd Phillips has watched this time. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I hope it's the departed. <laughs> I think that for all all the praise that was getting lauded on it by people who don't watch films, it was so kind of obvious what it was what it was doing with the king of comedy stuff. And, I, haven't seen, and I, I haven't seen that. Or I think there's another film that was meant for reference. I haven't Taxi seen Driver. Taxi Driver. You haven't seen that. Oh, uh, well, you should check out both of those. Yeah. You know, well, the, you got the sort of De Niro double bill, and obviously yeah. he's in he's in Joker. So yeah, fine, whatever. I mean. But I think we're only going to get diminishing returns. I think that the only thing that I liked really about Joker was Cracking Phoenix's performance, and we've seen it now. I think I like the bit on the chat show where he was almost becoming like the Joker character, but I, I don't know. It wasn't for me. It maybe no. was for other people. It, it wasn't. Oh, the it, film was, for it me. was definitely for other people. They love it. Mm. But no, I'm I'm not that film's biggest fan. And again, I think I think sort of doing a backstory for someone like the joker is a mistake yeah well in the dark knight he was chaotic and i know there's it's like a different interpretation i don't think i've seen the um no i haven't seen the jared leto uh version so yeah, you're better off not okay yeah 
Um, I, I think most people would agree that uh, it's not good. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't want to prejudge the movie, even though I've just spent like five minutes talking about it. But like, I, I just, it, it didn't fill me with excitement. When they said Joker 2, I was like, oh. The Joker 2. Yeah. Too fast, too Joker. Nice. Joker 2, Electric Boogaloo. Well, I thought they could do Joker to Joker as a jungle to jungle kind of reference, but that's a bit obscure. It's got Tim Allen in it. Okay. And it was rubbish. Other news. Other news. We've got Henry Cavill. Superman. We're talking about DC characters. But most... I think I think he's struck more record with people as Geralt the Witcher than... Superman, weirdly enough. Or is the guy in Mission Impossible Fallout? <laughs> or, is he, or is the guy in Mission Impossible Fallout? But yeah, he's uh, they're doing a Highlander reboot. And he's going to be... Uh, Angus McCloud, I think his name is. Um, Isn't he the guy go with Grand that? Designs? Yeah, that's the guy who does Grand Rob, will you... <laughs> I've noticed the energy has just gone. And you just decide, I tell you what, I'm just going to flick peanuts from the from the kind of the top floor. That so, what what are you doing to me, man? You're trying. We're meant to be presenting a show. I suppose it can't be any worse than the original Highlander. Oh, them's fighting words. Do you not yeah. like the original Highlander? I'm really upset in the fans of the Highlander and the Joker. Do you not like Highlander? No. Well, shit. Okay. Well, you know. Yeah, maybe they will make it. Did you write that Guardian article about Shrek? Do you just hate all movies? No. Actually, talking about that Guardian article... That was seamless. <laughs> Thank you. So, film Twitter kind of lost its mind a little bit earlier in the month. I don't think it was just film Twitter. I think it was just Twitter. It was just Twitter, where um, a piece called Shrek at 20, an unfunny and overrated low for blockbuster animation by, by some guy. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to yeah. say his name. Yeah. I mean, he's proud enough of it to have his name on there, but, you know, I'm not going to give him the press he wants. So, yeah, kind of just just dragging Shrek for no reason. It, it seemed kind of very, very odd. The first line is, Shrek has an outhouse with a working toilet, and then he talks about how it shouldn't have modern plumbing because it's an outhouse. And what the hell is that? I know that's sort of a, like a chin strokey kind of writerly thing to do because he says something about 20 years later, that flushing sound seems to signify the moment where blockbuster animation circled the drain. What, what, I mean, what was your take on the whole thing, Rob? I think, I mean, I saw the kind of the angry uh, response to the article before I actually read it. I'd say it was mean for being mean sake, but we have between us collectively slagged off Venom, Morbius, uh, Highlander and the Joker film. Yeah. Uh, so and now we're complaining about people slagging off Shrek. Yeah, well, yeah, but they're slightly different. At least, at least we're not kind of being in published in the Australia. Guardian. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, you know, um, and it is, it is a hateful little article. Yeah, yeah, it does uh, seem a bit like a like a you know BuzzFeed style clickbait. Ten reasons to hate Shrek. Oh, you, yeah, like some I, odd number seven reasons. Number six will shock you. Yes, and you know we've we've all done a bit of hate clickbaiting. I certainly did when I worked for Screen Rant. Possibly my my most infamous one was uh, Twelve Ways the uh, Twilight films are better than the uh, Star of Wars prequels. That that got me a lot of hate. So I'm not saying I'm above this. 
Maybe for next week's, uh, no, next month's pick and mix, I'll read bits out. I mean, you could. I I stand by that article as well. Yeah. Shrek, uh, Shrek. Twilight got a real tough time with people, and I think it's just because, again, it's sort of... It wasn't for them. Yeah. It's it's aimed at, 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 at women and girls, and and anything that has that sort of... Anything that's popular with women and girls just seems to get a rough ride of it on the internet because there are dude bros out there who can't understand how something isn't being tailored specifically for them. Mm. You know, they'll, uh, they'll defend the Transformers movies or whatever, but yeah, as soon as something, I mean, and the Twilight series isn't good, but it, it, it is what it is, but it, it it's funny, you know, you look at things that just become absolute hate magnets, Justin Bieber, you know, oh, what's his primary thing? It's girls. It was girls. You know, Twilight, Fifty Shades of Grey. That was women again. You got the problem there. Every they all get a tough time on the yeah. internet, and it yeah, becomes yeah. like a hate thing. And it's it's the only thing they have in common is that they don't specifically cater to white dudes. So so yeah so yeah I do stand by that one actually. And I kind of tried, even though I you know I didn't come up with the, the title or anything like that. I was given that, and it was it was known that it was going to be a controversial thing it was like who's donating their body for that one oh it's ben so so yeah but that was that was the one that i was reading the comments late christmas eve into christmas day and plenty of them saying that guy should kill himself i hope he drinks bleach with his christmas dinner that was a nice festive one that one Mm -hmm. and and stuff like that so i i understand it I, i i get i get where these things come from but uh yeah, it was it was kind of weirdly contrarian and weirdly dumb. However, it does have one point which I think is actually valid, and it's it's not the film's fault. But he says it would influence many unfunny, awful-looking computer animated comedies that copied its formula of glib self-reference and sickly sweet sentimentality. But it's worth pointing out how comprehensively bad its legacy remains, opening up the floodgates for other major studios to pass celebrities into recording booths, feed them committee-polished one-liners, and put those lines into the mouths of sassy CGI animals or humanish residents of the Uncanny Valley. Now, I think that is true, but its legacy has got really nothing, nothing to do, to with, do with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so th- that is... That is true, that there have been some terrible CGI movies, and they it is a shame that they don't they don't use proper voice actors, they use actual movie star actors now, like to to, to do the voices and, and it's it's a different skill. I mean a, a lot of them can pull double duty and that's fine, but it really is its own separate thing. So it was weird that they were just dragging Shrek. I mean when Shrek, when the first Shrek film came out, it did feel pretty fresh and different to a lot of the uh, films that had gone before. I guess it was when the, it felt like it was one of the first films that was entirely CGI. I know it probably wasn't because obviously you'd had definitely the first two Toy Stories by then, but it sort of felt first. It felt it did feel fresh. It did. It's, it's difficult to separate it, as we said on the on the Pirates of the Caribbean films. It is difficult to separate it from its sequels. But yeah, the first Shrek film did feel. Different yeah, it did. Stuff I, that gone before. I ended up seeing it um, in Leicester Square, and it got a standing ovation. Hmm. I mean, I didn't see the, I didn't go to the premiere or anything, but I, I saw it at Leicester Square Odeon, I think it was, and uh, yeah, it got a standing ovation. And like the the laughs that came from it were like 
adults, you know, and I think it, it had been, it, 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 it was considered this kind of new kind of way of doing things. Like it was, it was not, what am I trying to say? It was new traditional Disney fairy tale, but then I yeah, mean, and it was I mean, and it was a it was a take on the whole Disney thing without, you know, and it like I always think of the the scene where Princess Fiona is singing and you got the bird on the branch, sort of matching her tone for tone. Yes, is, yeah, and then it explodes. Well, then, that's, then that's you got the great. joke with the egg straight afterwards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a dark joke. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. I mean, there wasn't too many. Po- I mean, there there were pop culture references in it, but it wasn't um, like some films you watch now, and they are very much of the moment. Yeah, um, but I think and uh, you know it improved. It's, well, whether it directly led to films like Moana and Frozen and um, was entangled as sort of like different different kind of Disney films than the well, previous I think ones. Disney had to step up their game. Yeah, for sure. I that, think that's if what anything, I mean. yeah. that that legacy is yeah, it's kind of like bucking up Disney's ideas. Yeah, and maybe Shrek didn't directly cause that, but it probably helped. Well, if it can be blamed for its legacy, it can also be complimented. Yeah, yeah. And you had another Guardian article that you had a slight problem with, didn't you? Uh, yes, let's just slag off the Guardian. It, I don't. Yeah, I'm well, not necessarily well. sure it was just the. I'm not sure if it was just them or if it got picked up by them and other people. But uh, um, was it an interview with Zack Snyder, or the, or there's some comment by Zack Snyder about how the. Uh, the DC extended universe would have continued, and if it ha- could have continued with uh, Christopher Nolan helming it, because he was involved with Man of Steel, mm. um, and it was sort of implying that it, that Joseph Gordon-Levitt would have ma- wouldn't have made a good Batman. Joseph Gordon-Levitt would have made an amazing Batman. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, yeah, it had sort of a, a casual dismissal of uh, of our boy JGL. And yeah. uh, didn't it call it like ridiculous him being like Batman well, or didn't. some he, kind of? Yeah, I mean, he could have been Robin. Or... Well, I, I, I mean, the way I would see it is him trying to be Batman and maybe struggling with the mantle and then kind of becoming his own. Uh, yeah, Nightwing or something because yeah. you know that Nightwing was the sort of grown-up Robin yeah. type thing. So you know, yeah. Uh, no, and he'd have been fine. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is is brilliant in everything he's in. And I still have my uh, grand unifying theory of Joseph Gordon-Levitt films, that it's a continuing story, possibly starting in Brick, continuing with 10 Things I Hate About You, maybe ending in The Dark Knight Rises, where he is just the same character. Yeah, the JGLU. Yeah, it all fits. It does. It does. Uh, you've got a board in your house, haven't you? With kind of different bits of paper connected with string. The <laughs> board is in fed up. <laughs> that's what that's what lockdown did. Yeah, they're bored in your house. No, no, no. This this uh, this predates lockdown. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. You've been. This is this is your your kind of pet theory, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I like it. Thank you. Um, if you have any theories of uh, actors playing one role, write in. Yeah. Rob out the popcorn bucket. I'm not going to deal with that crap. Um, Evil Dead Four is being made. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's it. That's that's all I've got for that. Okay. It's been produced for uh, HBO Max. Uh, Sam Raimi is directing, and Bruce Campbell is producing. Don't think I don't think he's going to be in it. I think it's it's its own kind of thing. Because um, they did well, they did three, then they did a reboot, and then they did a series ash versus evil dead yes 
Uh, they've got a video game coming out soon as well. But no, I think this this is going to be a sequel to the original trilogy. They're ignoring the reboot. Okay. And yeah, I mean, I'm down for more Evil Dead. I've been a fan of the Evil Dead films for a long, long time. So, you know, it's cool. But uh, we'll have a look at the trailer. We'll talk smack about the trailer when it comes out. Knives Out 2. That was the thing. What is the title for it? Is it going to be... Because initially they were sort of suggesting interesting titles. It's currently still Knives Out 2. I'm sure they will come up with a more interesting... I think it's going to be like something, something, a Benoit Blanc mystery. I think that's that's what Ryan Johnson wanted to do. Okay. But we've got a hell of a cast being sort of drawn up for this one. Not like the first one didn't, but, you know, it seems that's the way they're doing it is, is the ensemble cast. And uh, we've got some very, very interesting choices. Daniel, I hate starring in Bond films. Craig, Dave, I stay, hate starring in Guardians of the Galaxy. Batista. He doesn't hate starring Guardians of the Galaxy. No, I know. <laughs> I was going to say, Daniel Craig is definitely done with Bond now. He he's, he's, has way more fun as other characters, for damn sure. I, at the time of the first Knives Out, uh, it, there was a suggestion that Benoit Blanc should just have a completely different accent in the next film with no explanation as to why. <laughs> but I'd miss that sort of foghorn leghorn kind of... It would make no, damn, no goddamn sense. Yeah. It compels me, though. It would be compelling. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to make that reference. I, yeah. just, I knew it. I'm I'm very, very excited for... So Dave Bautista, Catherine Han, Ed Norton, Janelle Monáe, Kate Hudson, and Leslie Odom Jr. Yes. And with a cast like that, I want to see it tomorrow, but I'm willing to wait for it. Hamilton. That was the one joke that I had. Shit. Stop dropping the mic after your really, really <laughs> poor references. That's not a poor reference. That's a great reference. What else? Oh, Ooh. we did have we did have one more trailer. Have you seen the trailer for Jungle Cruise? Yes, I haven't. Cool. That's really helpful. No, I haven't. It looks terrible. Okay. It's actually got a Pirates of the Caribbean kind of sequel vibe to it. Well, it's based on a ride, isn't it? it yeah. Disney, well, that's the thing. One of the Disney things. And it's got The Rock and Emily Blunt. I love them very much. Mm-hmm. It's got and... Jack Whitehall, who I hate, but. Jesse Plemons is a villain. He looks like he's going to be fun, but uh, it's it's a bunch of supernatural crap. And oh, we got to get to the MacGuffin tree, and you know, and it it doesn't look good. It 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 does look like Dead Man's Chest again, which was okay as we know, but you know, it kind of wanted a little bit more from something like that. It's got a cool poster, cool Drew Struzan style poster. Okay. But the uh, the trailer is Rob's, mate. But again, could be a bad trailer. Stop. Wait, the trailer is what? Rob's. I think you mean rubbish. I mean, I haven't seen the trailer, so I, I don't have an opinion on something I haven't seen. Yeah. Oh, dog. Right, wait a minute. Yeah, that's not helpful. Fucking beast of burden. Sometimes the dog would make a better co-host. Well, that's not very nice, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you want to discuss? I kind of feel we should have something positive. But I don't have anything left. No. What Otherwise, it's just you complaining. I know. I don't. I don't want another one of those. I already whinged my guts out about Pirates rotten of the Caribbean and Rotten Tomatoes and Rotten Tomatoes. Rob, come on, man, help us out. Positive. You're you're Mister Positivity. Am I? 
No, but uh, it, it help us. I watched the Snyder Cut finally. How did you? Mm. Okay. I didn't hate it. Okay. I was actually I was actually surprised because uh, not a fan of Justice League. Uh, the the normal cut it was, it was whatever it was and definitely not a fan of batman v superman but i mean it's more coherent uh, mark kermode is right when he says it's sort of more coherently dull now it's incredibly indulgent but i think that's kind of what Zack snyder fans want because i saw army of the dead as well okay and i've not seen that yet it, it wasn't good okay that's a shame i was looking forward uh, to it i like the idea of it I do as well, but I mean, okay, without having seen the film, you've seen the trailer for it though, right? Uh, for Army of the Dead, I think so. Uh, what What are the kind of things that you're expecting from that movie? Zombies in Vegas. Yeah. What, what kind of tone do you think they're going to go for? Silly irre irreverent. It's not a horror. Nope. No, okay. they go for sort of kind of dull, thudding and boring. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. The, the intro... Has it? Someone someone said online that Zack Snyder is just stick to doing intros of movies. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they kind of rip off Aliens um, and a bunch of other stuff and bring up things that are never sort of dealt with. And when when you've got zombie infested Las Vegas heist movie Batista. Uh, a zombie tiger and all these elements you think wow this is going to be fun it isn't it really isn't but i it's done really well i think as far as netflix is concerned so there are going to be sequels i think they're already filming uh, it's certainly a prequel at the moment yeah well that i think what we're doing i think they're doing like quite a, a, like an expanded universe for it yeah well he's certainly uh peppered a few sort of uh, sequel slash prequel teasers in this one. He, I think he's he's not over uh, that that urge to sort of build a universe type thing. Uh, Batista's good in it, but the the rest of it is kind of just a bit robs. I said it again. <laughs> no, it it yeah. Yes, you wouldn't. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, my personal opinion, but it wasn't very good. Zack Snyder's Justice League, fine if you've got four hours or however long it was. But Army of the Dead, I was really disappointed with it. And again, we've gone negative. I know. Shit, dude. And I swore again. <laughs> I don't want to win negatively, Ben. No, I don't either. I watched The Mitchells vs. The Machines on Netflix, which is as oh, good I as... Oh, I saw everyone... that. Okay. Which is as good as everyone says it is. Mm. Yeah, it was. It was really good. I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that. That is a good thing, actually. Yes, I did watch that. Um, yeah, the dog was my favourite. Um, what's the dog's name? Can't remember. Dog cop. <laughs> yeah, but that was that was great. That continually got lost from me. Yeah, no, it was a really good film. It was really nicely animated. Yeah, really good performances. Sweet really story. Creative. Line. Yeah, yes. and yeah. really creative. I like the I like the sort of creative flourishes. It had because it was uh, through her eyes, really. So mm. no, it was really good. Yeah. Yes. No. That that is a positive one to end on. Possibly uh, a film of the year. We shall see. In it's the certainly December a contender. Weeks. It's certainly a contender because I really enjoyed that, and yeah. and it it made me it made me laugh a lot, and it yeah it's sweet as well. It is a a genuinely heartfelt film. 
And currently is that and Flora and Ulysses on Disney Plus. You what now? For films of the year. Oh, okay. Well, damn. Um, I don't know if you've seen Flora and Ulysses. No, I haven't. Um, it's about a girl who befriends an injured squirrel, and squirrel develops superpowers. Well, this already sounds amazing. <laughs> I should watch it, but I get the feeling that it's not really a... No, it's, right. it's, it's, it's a decent film. It's not Mitchell's versus the Machines level, but it's all right. It's, it ticks along nicely. It stars Ben Schwartz and Alison Hannigan as the parents of the girl, which makes me feel incredibly old. Oh, God. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. Well, Danny Pudi's in it as well. Ah, oh, well, I like him a lot. Yeah. He's cool, cool, cool. He is cool, cool, cool. Before I do my outro, just um, thank you very much, everyone, for listening genuinely, and thank you for all the nice things you've been saying to us, sort of yes, online and in you. person. It's been really kind. It's really ni- always nice to have feedback. And if you've got any sort of questions or things to talk about next month, let us know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, you know, I know I, I'm I'm a bit of a dramatic kind of fool, uh, and I'm um, talking about how I hate everything, but I I've genuinely loved. Uh, the feedback that we've got and uh, yeah lots of kind words considering yeah. we're both fumfering idiots most of the time yeah it's been really really sweet i mean us and... working together means we're not spoiling two separate podcasts yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so you're free to ignore us in one place it's yeah. it's convenient we do it for you so yes no that that is that is very right but, Rob. Yeah, thank you for genuinely thank up. you yes okay that's it for this week. Thank you very much for your time and thank you for listening. We'd love to have your feedback. Please email podcast at thepopcornbucket.com. You can find us on Instagram at popcornbucketpod or over on Twitter at popcornbucketpd. You can use the hashtag TPBP. If you're able to, it'd be great if you can rate the episode wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe and share. Many thanks, take care, and see you next episode. What he said.